0: When Craig Berube got fired, nobody was shocked, maybe surprised at the timing. People maybe a little confused at what the Blues' plan is this year. They weren't expected to be very good. They were expected to be okay. And if you looked at their record, they were just okay. But Doug Armstrong made it clear he wasn't even looking at the wins and losses. He thought the way they were playing, even when they won some of their games, they weren't playing well enough. But the firing of Craig Berube is maybe the most unpopular coaching decision I've ever seen and there are a few people who've made the case hey message is stale or his system doesn't work with this group and I think there's a reasonable argument to be made that that's true that the the roster doesn't fit with what he wants to do and I think it's disappointing because the Blues that won the cup not only fit Berube style they won the cup as they played hard they played the quote heavy game but for whatever reason, it's not working, and fans are not happy. I'd say it's about 95% that are disappointed, furious, disagree, whatever. And about 5% say, no, they had to do something. You can't fire the entire team, even though many might suggest that. So the guest here, of course, is Darren Pang, Pucks with Panger, brought to you by Offenburg Hyundai here in O'Fallon, Illinois. Great location for your next vehicle. They're also online at Offenburg Hyundai. Com. great selection of pre-owned vehicles as well so it's pucks with panger we do this every couple of weeks former blues broadcaster works for the blackhawks now tnt national voice and this is particularly interesting because panger is good friends with chief craig berube but also pretty tight with doug armstrong the uh, person who made the decision to fire craig berube so it's pucks with panger brought to you by offenburg hyundai our scheduled visit, but boy, the news is very timely. I know you're friends with Craig Berube and friends with Doug Armstrong. Give me an idea when you got the news late Tuesday night. How how it hit you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm watching the games like everybody else. Uh, I'm in I'm in Denver for for a TNT game, and you know, and I've been you know, obviously, I I, I watch as many games as I possibly can with with the Blues. I, I still, with without a doubt, I have great interest in 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 the players and the organization. And you mentioned it. I mean, I've Known army for a long time. We both basically came into St. Louis at the same time, and um, you know when when he brought in, honestly, when he brought in Chief, and Chief was running the American Hockey League team in Chicago. I was so excited about that moment, and uh, I'm saying nothing against Mike Yo at that time. But once I saw the possibilities of having Chief on that bench, I can tell you, I can tell you straight up that when I'm between the benches and I I saw him take command after he took over for a fired Mike Yo. I literally said to anybody that would listen, this team is going to win. It's going to take a little bit of time. He's going to clean things up. When he speaks on that bench, everybody listens. And so um, I'm, you know, I, when I heard the news, well, number one, I'm thinking uh, the only guy that ever brought the Stanley Cup to St. Louis is, is now been fired. It's not his coaching. It's not. Real. I don't think it's an indictment on on him as a coach. I think it's the change of the game. Um, Sometimes players don't fit the way the coach coaches. I think the coach tried. I really think that Chief tried and tried and tried to readjust and reinvent the game a little bit. Um, but it's hard to tell a player to go through somebody else. It's hard to tell a player to win a battle. It's hard to tell a player every single day that you've got to get to the line and dump it in. And uh, you can you can basically show them clips after clips after clips. You can get in his face. You can yell at them. You can sit them. Uh, but at the end of the day, the players got to want to do that. So, um, was I surprised? In all honesty, I was not surprised. Um, I, I, I was not surprised. I, I think after seeing some of the changes around the NHL um, in Edmonton, you know, being being maybe the uh, the best example, and then seeing the way that that team changed, um, I thought that I thought that the change was going to happen, and it, it still made me sad. Um, because I know what St. Louis means to Chief, and I know what Chief means to St. Louis. So, uh, But that's the game of hockey, and and uh, I've seen it happen, what, five or six times in that time in St. Louis, and, and every time there was always a little bit of a spark, and then you find out after a period of time whether or not that, you know, the, the players are the right players for that coach or the coach is the right coach for those players.
0: And why does that happen? It's true. In the NHL, you switch coaches. It happened with Hitch coming in. It happened with Mike Yo coming in. It happened with Barubi coming in. What, are the players, like, not scared, but, like, on a high alert or, like, oh, man, we better get going, or is it just a new void? Why do you think that does often have an impact immediately?
1: Well, I, I mean, I remember when Chief took over, and I, I remember being on the bench. Mike Yo is sitting there as the new head coach taking over for Hitch, and there was, uh, you know, how many new players were there? There was Tyler Bozak, David Prawn came back, Pat Maroon, Ryan O'Reilly. I think I'm missing one more player. Um and and with that, I honestly didn't think that Mike Yo not that he didn't have the command, but I I think that he lost a lot of the players that had been there before. I remember being between the benches thinking, Braden Shen's getting lost in the shuffle. Jaden Schwartz is getting lost in the shuffle. The new toys were out. The shiny new toys came in and they were getting a lot of the candy and the other guys were getting lost. And and, and so what I saw then was was Chief coming in there and basically taken total command of the ship. And when he spoke, everybody listened. So what did he do? He came in and he did clean up the defensive zone coverage. I remember thinking that this man-on-man or this hybrid setup that they're doing in the defensive zone, it is not working, so you can't keep doing it. Chief came in and he and he basically fixed that part of it, and, and, and the Blues started defending for the goaltender, taking away tips, boxing out, cross-checking guys, playing a big game in front of their goaltender. So yes, there's automatic there's there's automatic energy when you get a coach that has a personality or a demeanor or the presence of a guy like chief um, and and that's part of the package is trying to handle the bench and try to handle the egos and trying to handle the personalities and and making sure they check their egos at the door chief did that and uh, um, but eventually you know the same voice um, the same tone the same clips you know especially with a lot of the younger players now martin Listen, a lot of the younger players they check out. That that's just the facts. I mean, they don't go into their soul and and, and dig it out. They they just kind of just fly by like, ah, eh, yeah, whatever. And that's the frustrating part, I think, for a lot of coaches in the league. And that's why you end up having to make changes and then for a short amount of time or maybe a long period of time, you get a you know, you get a, a, a change in the way that the team plays, you got an attention to detail, you feel bad for a bit. I swear to God, these players are gonna feel terrible that they got cheap fired. I mean, they're going to feel awful. They're going to wake up today, and they're going to go, what just happened? Like, why couldn't I give it a little bit more? Why couldn't every player give another 7% more, 10% more? Why couldn't we defend better? Why couldn't we kill penalties, power plays better? And uh, But then the realization is we got another coach here, so you better get your work boots on and play. Otherwise, it's going to be you that's going to be gone.
0: I just wonder if a guy like Craig Ruby was so frustrated and just – I'll say Jordan Cairo, but it really could be any player. If he was so mad or frustrated with that player, do you think he has the authority to sit him in the press box? If a guy's making a ton of money, because that reflects poorly on his boss, Doug Armstrong, that reflects poorly on the whole franchise. Do do you think he had the authority to do that if he wanted to, or do you think it would work even?
1: It it is a great question. The only control that a coach has is exactly what you're saying. Uh, You know, you do it to a Jacob Verona. I mean, you know, he's gone through waivers a few times and and uh, not the player for, for chief, or, or, as it seems like, for the NHL now anyway. And so you do that. Now, if you would have done it to a, a player on a, on a contract like, like him, like Jordan Cairo, yeah, I, I think if you're the coach, you can do whatever you want to do. Now, maybe the GM doesn't like it, and uh, the next game he says, well, let's get him back out, out there. Uh, or maybe you've got a player, Martin, that, that the, the GM is close to moving, and, and, and now he really needs you to. I need him on a little, I need to sell him a little bit more. We got, you know, four scouts up there. They're watching. I got two GMs on the hook. I need you to sell him good. Put him with good guys. Like, let, let's prop him up a little bit. Um, but when you, let's say you've got a player on an eight times eight year deal and he's going to be there. Uh, yes, I think there's a time that you can sit that player, but those are those are hard decisions too because you're still trying to win games, and maybe that player still gives you a better chance of winning the game than somebody that you've recalled from the minors or or a guy that's basically a fourth line player that can't slide up to the top six position. So, but you know, certainly, I guess if you're asking me what I would do, and I'm not in that position, I never have been. I think if inevitably you're going to be fired at some point or let go at some point. I, I personally like would would like to do it on my own terms and, and, and do that and have the battle with the GM. But again, it's easy for me to say I've never been in that position before.
0: Everybody agrees Chief will get another job. Of course he will. He'll be a head coach somewhere, whether it's this year or next year. might even have his choice of jobs because he's that well-respected. But at the same time, people are saying, well, his style's not working. How does that jive? Does he have to have the exact right roster for it to work? In other words, how do we say to people, "Hey, his style is that just doesn't work anymore"? The league's changing, but yet he's going to get another job. Will he just have to have the right personnel?
1: He'll get another job, and now he can pick and choose his, his own job if he if he wants to jump right back in. There are still a lot of teams out there that play a heavy down low game. That's the way I would describe Chiefs: heavy down low, strong on pucks, uh, play like men, battle like men, get in the corners and win the win the fifty fifty battle. So. Uh, we, we saw it after, after, really, after Washington won in 18, the Blues win in 19. We saw a lot of teams morph into the way that both those teams played the game of hockey. And we're still seeing it to this day. I thought the Florida Panthers went out. They got heavier. They got meaner. They got Sam Bennett and Matthew Kachuk. They didn't play a, a Huberto, uh, you know, game. Uh, we saw you know Calgary wanted to make a change getting away from a Johnny Goudreau style of, of hockey. The, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs wanted to play a down-low game. Tampa Bay Lightning did that with Patty Maroon and Corey Perry for an extended period of time and ended up winning, you know, a couple of cups in in that time. So, no, I I think there's going to be lots of room for a guy like Chief. Um, He's a Stanley Cup winning coach that I know that Doug Armstrong will go to bat for. I mean, Army respects the heck out of this guy. This had to be a a miserable evening for for Army. I I would say the last week uh, while Army was probably thinking through this, he doesn't just do things on a whim. I mean, he thinks through things and when is the right time to do it. So, um, so, I mean, he'll be—he'll obviously be. Anybody calls for a chief, I mean, Army will be giving him, you know, high recommendation for sure. Or he ends up on TNT with uh with our group, um, because I know all our guys love him as well. And so maybe he can spend some time there and and uh, just take a deep breath, get away from the game a little bit, and then um then kind of re-energize and get back at it.
0: You think Chief would do TV? You think he'd have fun with that? I'd love to see it. You think he would?
1: He'd be great, wouldn't he?
0: he'd be blunt he
1: him, what, if, what if you asked him a dumb question imagine yeah. imagine the look that he would give you and the answer that he would give you and you know what he doesn't really have to put on a, a tie either I mean Viz doesn't wear a tie um, you know Gretz doesn't wear a tie when talk was there he didn't wear a tie but he, he'd be a great he would be great on TV I know it's way too new for him right now but I, I bet he's already received a text or a phone call from our bosses over there.
0: Oh, I bet he has. Somebody I know might even know <laughs> that. Oh, let me ask you this: What do you what do you hear around the league about the Blues? Like, who are they in terms of? Because locally, we're kind of saying, "Well, question. like, who is this team?" I'm curious around the NHL what they say.
1: Well, I, I will tell you because I've asked. Uh, I ask a number of coaches, and uh, and in fact, today, you know, I, I'm here with Jared Bednar and and uh, and Don Granato and um and and. Uh, Everybody agrees that the way that, you know, chief coaches a certain way. And, you know, if you've got uh, a certain amount of players that that just don't play that way, I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? Like, you know, know, maybe you can teach them better. Maybe as you look back at it, um, and maybe this is one of the reasons for the change. Um, You can't teach offense, really, uh, although the power play has got as many, what, many goals as the shorthanded unit does. But maybe you, could, maybe you could get them defending a little harder or defending a little bit smarter. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe those are the areas that, uh, that you can make an improvement on as a coach. But I, I don't even think that's fair. Your players have to be willing to dig in, and they've got to be tough and they've got to play hard. Listen, I had a, I had a player pull me aside after the game in, in Chicago and, and said basically we, we are softer than puppy poop. <laughs> you know I mean,
0: And they said that about who? About St. Louis?
1: This was St. Louis talking about the St. Louis Blues.
0: Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. When they were, in- they were saying that about themselves. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of course, like too soft. I yeah. mean, so in certain games, they play, they somehow, you know, able to play a game. They're, what are they, almost 500 right now. They're 13, 14, and 1. Yeah. They're still very much in the thick of things. Um, and then other games, they just kind of float away and, and just kind of disappear into the night with no spirit and and that frustrates the guys that do play hard and that do lay it on the line every night and do go in and finish their checks but one guy can't do that in a line of three you know you, it just doesn't work you just can have no you know penetration in the offensive zone you can't have you don't wear a team down and so uh, i mean that is mainly the issue the inconsistency of how they play every single night and that basically it's up to the individuals to get out there and play the way you're supposed to play the game of hockey.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest indictment on the roster right now, and I just thought of this, if you said to me right now, who's going to the All-Star game? I couldn't name one guy. There ain't one guy. There's nobody on that team deserves to be an All-Star and that maybe they should be playing at a higher level. Army would argue, well, they're more talented than they're showing, but I would also if I'm chief I'd say I don't have a single All-Star caliber player right now. Am I wrong about that when I'm looking at this team in terms of production?
1: Yeah, I guess around the league when I when I do a game and the other team prepares for a player, they prepare for Robert Thomas, yeah. they prepare for the way he passes and and Bucinavich. They they know that they're a great seam passing team. Which you know when when, when the Blues were heavy and, and uh, competing for cups and then winning the cup and even the year after that, going through COVID, they weren't a team that you would describe them as a as a team pass team or a team that's a you know a high slot percentage scoring chance team. No, they were a team that never gave you the puck. <laughs> they <laughs> ate the puck. Before you're going to get the puck, so um, so that's a big change as well. but I, I would I would say that you know in an offensive minded league, Dow, you'd have to go bucci and uh, and Robert Thomas and the two players that the other teams will key against every single game against them.
0: You know I'm an intrepid reporter. When my bosses call me uh, all week, they're like, "Where are you?" I'm like, "Just sitting at the hive, pounding beers." Why? Just hoping Chief walks in, just in case, okay? Or I'll be at OBs. Will be. Or, yeah. Either way, Panger, always so much fun. Thanks for your inside pucks with Panger uh, every couple of weeks I love here. It. In fact, let me do the I'm math. I got to think yeah, I'm about sad, this, big guy. Yeah, I I'm I'm know. That I'm
1: not going to. Chief's not going to be there when I go on the bench. And and on uh, on the twenty third of December and, and return to St. Louis and I was very excited to uh, to see Chief I love seeing him and I love the way he says thanks Panger thanks every time Panger. We that interview. and I forgot yeah, about that I yeah, yeah that this guy. is our
0: last visit before then yeah we will see you December twenty third at Enterprise with the Blackhawks in town that's going to be fun they'll probably Mike Caruso Spielberg is probably working on some video right now <laughs> you will uh, you going to tear up that night
1: absolutely I will. There's not a there's not a doubt in my mind. It'll be a an emotional return for me for sure. I don't know how it's gonna I don't know how it's gonna be. I'm not a player, and I didn't play for the Blues. But man, I felt like I I felt like you know there was a great connection there with with Blues fans. and I can't wait to come back.
0: Can't wait, Panger. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, pal. Take care.